Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these families? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. And on the road, live from St. James Basilica in Jamestown, North Dakota, only on the RPR Network. There's also that that bit of humility, too, which is, you know, never be afraid to say, you know, I really don't know. I need to go look that up and, and and, and use the resources available to you. There's nothing that will probably turn people off more of just not being genuine about where you are. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, I, I wonder, you know, I'm a cradle Catholic and I, I often wonder with, with the formation, you know, how many Catholics out there really have a really good solid formation and really being able to know and embrace yeah. their faith. And that's the thing that I've enjoyed about Catholic Radio, just kind of bringing me back and challenging me to embrace that, as well as Real Presence Radio has been advertising for our Marriage Encounter weekends for free for so long. Beautiful. And that's one of the reasons why we are committed to giving back to Real Presence Radio because they've done so much and they continue to do for us without asking for anything in return. And so um, it's a wonderful thing when we give from our uh, from our sustenance. We, we give because we believe in it and good things will happen and, and God will certainly bless those. Hi, everyone. The Real Presence Radio Spring Live Drive fundraiser is coming up May 8th through the 10th. Please plan to call in and pledge your support of your Catholic radio station. We'll be taking this family reunion all across the listening area throughout the three days from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have a blast, and we cannot do it without you. Please consider becoming an active member of this family of faith and hope if you're not already. It's the Spring Live Drive on the RPR Network, May 8th through the 10th. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. At the University of Mary, we believe, as did St. John Paul II, that truth is known through both faith and reason. Human reason seeks the truth, but ultimate truth about life cannot be found by reason alone. In today's challenging higher education scene, the University of Mary is flourishing because our mission is to help students live fully in this way, not just existing, but really living. We offer education for the whole of life, and that's the difference. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. Hi, everyone. The Real Presence Radio Spring Live Drive fundraiser is coming up May 8th through the 10th. Please plan to call in and pledge your support of your Catholic radio station. We'll be taking this family reunion all across the listening area throughout the three days from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have a blast, and we cannot do it without you. Please consider becoming an active member of this family of faith and hope if you're not already. It's the Spring Live Drive on the RPR Network, May 8th through the 10th. Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. 
it's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these families? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. And on the road, live from St. James Basilica in Jamestown, North Dakota, only on the RPR Network. Good morning, everybody. Steve Splonskowski here along with Brandon Clark. And we're coming to you live, as Eli just said, in the promo from St. James Basilica in Jamestown, North Dakota. Yes. And uh, we're going to start the show off this morning with a prayer, as always, uh, when we come to you on the road. And uh, this morning, we've got the third grade class, uh, Mrs. And Va- Mrs. Vandell and Mr. Mrs. Yatskis. I'm going to be trying to talk all morning so that you can pray for me. It's the sixth grade class coming to you from St. James Academy, and they're going to pray for us this morning. Good morning, everybody. All right, so let's uh, let's start this morning off with a prayer. Go ahead. Amen. Thank you very much. Did you guys, how far did you guys have to walk to get over here this morning? Three blocks? Three blocks? Okay. And it's not really quite as warm as we'd like it to be, huh? No. (laughs) But it's a good walk. Thanks for coming and joining us. We appreciate it. God bless you. Have a good day. All right. We thank uh, Mrs. Vandell and Mrs. Yatskis um, in the sixth grade class this morning for being with us. Um, on Real Presence Live on the Road. We are going to do uh, throw it back to the Fargo studio right now to Aaron. Aaron, what do we got coming up today? Very much. We've got an excellent show going on today. In the first hour, we have Deacon Ken Vadava of the Diocese of Fargo. He'll be sharing the beauty of praying for loved ones who have passed away you may have known or those you have not. After that, Monsignor Jeffrey Wald of the Diocese of Fargo will take your calls on matters of the faith during our Straight Talk segment. Then in the second hour, Bishop Paul Serba of the Diocese of Duluth will speak on the beauty of us being an Easter people and Easter joy. And you won't want to miss Mary Geffrey, a parishioner at St. James Basilica in Jamestown, who will share her joy in serving and talking about the importance of using our God-given gifts to help where we can. All that coming up on Rio Presence Live. Back to you guys. Thanks so much, Aaron. And uh, as Steve mentioned at the top of the show, we're here for Real Presence Live on the road at St. James Basilica in Jamestown. Sunny Jamestown, a little chilly, but the sun is out, and I think it's supposed to warm up to about 60 degrees or so today, Steve. When? When? <laughs> maybe, uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, by the end of the show or maybe middle way yeah. through the show. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm not complaining. We're going to do jumping jacks and push-ups to keep warm anyway, right, Deacon? You bet. All right, we're sitting here next to Deacon Ken. 
Ken Vadova, and he's uh, joining us in the cold this morning. Um, and it's exciting to be here. Uh, our topic this morning, uh, Deacon, actually give us a little, tell us just, uh, you've been a Deacon for how long? Uh, seven and a half years. And uh, you're, you're not originally from Jamestown, but from the area, right? Where are you originally from? I grew up in Vesleyville. Okay. Park River, graduated from Park River High School and uh, went to college at NDSU and was an FFA ag teacher in Finley Sharon Schools for 35 years. All right. Very and now good. I'm a chaplain at Ave Maria Village for the past four years. Okay. All right. And so we're in Jamestown today, and, and we're going to visit a little bit this morning about cemeteries, visiting uh, cemeteries and praying at grave sites. Um, and some people might think that's a little strange, but what would you say to them? Well, I don't know about them, but uh, I would agree for many years it was probably strange for me, too. But uh, I, I guess, like the Catholic Church, there's so many mysteries that kind of unravel with time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really think until it hits home for you personally, you don't understand maybe how important and beautiful it is to go to a cemetery and actually spend time there uh, thanking God for the life that was and continues to be right because uh, it doesn't end there well and I think do we, we kind of get kind of a sense that the cemeteries are creepy more from Hollywood and from uh, play, you know, movies uh, that yeah. make uh, cemeteries creepy but for for us Catholics it's it's not creepy it's 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 more hallowed right it, it is and and with Hollywood, I was thinking as we were getting ready for this, the same thing. Abbott and Costello Mm. came to mind in all the movies with the graveyard scenes and things like that when we were growing up. And uh, even in college, I had a classmate in college who was a photographer and took us out to cemetery and had slow frame Mm -hmm. pictures he was taking. And he'd have us lay down and get up very slowly and take that slow frame and we couldn't wait for the pictures to come yeah. to, to see that effect but uh, you're right uh, when we truly understand what a cemetery is all about the creepiness is gone and the beauty and all of a sudden it becomes a park yeah. and, right. and uh, a bit of paradise really and uh, it, it's beautiful well and you have lots of experience taking care of cemeteries too correct Did yeah uh, we 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 kind of fell into it, I guess, if you will. Uh, our daughter died in 1993, and in rural cemeteries in Steele County, uh, we have struggled to find caretakers, mm. uh, somebody to mow the lawn. And uh, for a couple of years, we had somebody there but couldn't find it, so then we started mowing it, and all of a sudden we were mowing four cemeteries in Steele County and spending up to 20 hours a week <laughs> taking care of cemeteries. And it really became quite a beautiful thing, and uh, a little bit of pride went into it as you try to make these beautiful parks right. these little pieces of paradise look good and, and we took pride in our work and uh, and uh, tried to make them look special especially in in time for Memorial Day yeah. when all the families lots of families come back and visit their loved ones the remains mm-hmm. understanding that their loved ones are in yeah. a different place why, why hopefully do th- heaven yeah why, why do you think it was so important to you and your family to make these places look so special um we always knew when we came back there that uh our loved ones weren't there but that uh that's it was so important to so many people to come back and re- reminisce and remember uh, I've, I've been to since i've come here to 
Ave Maria Village Nursing Home. I've been to a lot of cemeteries across the eastern part of the state, and uh, I've been back to Hope. I've been to back to Vesleyville, uh, Grafton, and Park River. And it, I, about a year ago, I was to Park River, and all the names that on the stones that come flooding back. I went to high school and grade school in Park River, and you saw all those names on the stones, and it's just like they came alive. And uh, in our creed, we talk about the communion of saints, uh, the church victorious, uh, the church suffering, the church militant, and all of that comes together in a place like that. And you start realizing all those names, and you remember that uh, we are one body. Yeah. And Christ is the head, and it's really, it really, I don't know, rocks your soul, if you will, yeah. when, when you come to that realization. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Real Presence Live, folks. If you just joined us, we're visiting with Deacon Ken Vadova, and we're talking about cemeteries. We're coming to you live this morning from Jamestown. at Saint. We're just outside St. James Basilica, and if you'd like to stop by and get some homemade donuts, some coffee, and some cider, um, stop by and say hi. We're sitting here in, uh, right behind the church uh, uh, in a tent that says Real Presence Radio <laughs> all over it, so stop by and say, Can't miss us. say hi. <laughs> Uh, you know, Deacon Cannon, actually, when I was growing up, my, my parents, our family took care of a number of cemeteries, too, and they were actually not Catholic cemeteries. Yeah. They were Protestant cemeteries, and so as we went through, and I remember weed-whacking around some of the tombstones and whatnot, um, just saying a prayer for each of each of the, the people there, and just kind of feeling that, feeling a kind of a closeness to mm -hmm. them. Um, as you clean, you know, as you worked in the, in the cemeteries, get similar experiences for you and your like children? Steel County... Uh, very few Catholic cemeteries, and the, mm -hmm. the four cemeteries we maintained were all Protestant cemeteries. Okay. So that is there, but but I find out, or we found out that, uh, you know, there is that sense among all of us that there is something beyond this life, that there is something important to be going to these cemeteries. So I, I guess we had one instance. Uh, we were at the cemetery and and I was mowing and I was mowing on a little B International <laughs> and with the five foot woods on it and then I would weed whack because there's only 50 stones maybe in this little cemetery where our daughter is and as I started mowing the outside a car came in a beat up old car and a gentleman in a black leather jacket stepped out skull and crossbones on the back and mm. and uh, a lady got out and she was close to nine months pregnant and uh, I was mowing the outside, and I used to go up and down between the stones, mm -hmm. and then weed whack around the stones, and I didn't want to do that when they were there, so I fiddled around the outside, and finally I wound up coming in and uh, stopping my tractor and coming over, and this gentleman said he had come back from California. His mom had passed 10 years ago, and he hadn't been back, but for some reason he was drawn back to the cemetery, and... Uh, he had a drink with her because they like to have a little <laughs> whiskey once in a while. So he had a drink with her, strange for a Protestant. Mm -hmm. And then he started visiting and uh, shared with me that his mom had died 10 years prior and he had got mad at God because she had not cured, got mad at God because he had not cured his mom. So he didn't believe in him anymore and he started worshiping Satan. Mm. Wow. So he was a practicing Satanist. His girlfriend was a Lutheran and he knew I was a Catholic. He had a beautiful, sunny, warm day, not cold like today. <laughs> uh, popcorn clouds up in the sky and everything was beautiful. And uh, he said, isn't it weird, good uh, 
a Lutheran, a practicing Catholic, and a practicing Satanist coming together and having this nice conversation. Yeah. Yeah, well, sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure, <laughs> let's talk about that just, other part. Just what I thought s- was going to happen today. Whatever you say. And, uh, and uh, he said, oh, by the way, every cop knows me between here and California. Mm. And I go, okay, and what are you packing under that leather jacket? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he continued to explain how angry he was with God. He didn't believe in him, yet, yet he believed in Satan. Mm. So how can you believe in Satan and not in God? Mm-hmm. And he had come back here to spend time with his mom at the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, he, and by the way, he goes, and by the way, the cemetery is beautiful. I don't remember it being that ugly. Yeah. Or excuse me, that, that, that beautiful, it, it wasn't that it was ugly, but it wasn't that w- well maintained. And, uh, and he continued that his wife, girlfriend, was scared about having this baby with a practicing Satanist. Mm-hmm. She was fearful for her little one. And, and as I said, well, I don't know what's going on here, long story short, but I've got to go now. I wasn't going to finish mowing because I didn't know when they were going to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said, I've, I've got to go, but it's interesting that you share this story with me. And all I've noticed, and this was long before I got into the diaconate or close to doing Bible studies, I, I was just floundering. And I said, uh, you mentioned that this is a nice cemetery and looks good. I said, well, it's a labor of love on our part because our daughter is over here and your mom is over here. And we, choo- we chose, I quit drinking a couple years ago, five years ago, we chose to leave alcohol out of the picture and brought God into it, and we have a happy family. You can come back and visit us, and you'll see we have a happy family. From what I see is you chose Satan and drugs. You said it yourself, and uh, your wife is scared to bring a family into the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's all I've got to say about that, and we'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> so I got on my little B, Ellis, uh, B International, and hit home as fast as I could, probably 10 miles an hour, looking over my shoulder every yeah. after every Hail Mary, <laughs> because I was praying Hail Marys all the way home, yeah. praying for him, and Tammy and I still pray for him to this day, Wow, that uh, great. he would have a conversion and understand the yeah. darkness in his life and the light in somebody else's as they came closer to trusting in God and his yeah. plan. Yeah. Well, that's the, one of the great things about the cemeteries is we have the ability to really uh, visit with visit not only with our loved ones or remind obviously they're not there, right. in, you know their bodies are there, um, but uh, we have the ability to really pray for them as Catholics. We understand that, and for others who yeah. are struggling from that loss, um, and so that that's one of the things we want to really uh, remember is that we have that ability uh, to pray for our loved ones. We can remember our loved ones, and uh, especially. Um, for the unborn. Uh, so t- talk to us a little bit. We have a minute left a minute, here yeah. before a break. So, so Deacon, in, in, in talking with, you know, those who don't really know, you know, why people would visit a cemetery um, and, and what draws them there, what would you say to somebody who says, well, I'm, I'm, I, I don't ever go to the cemeteries. They're creepy. I, I'm going to avoid them. What's a, a little message for them? Uh, you know, why should they stop by and, and venerate the dead? Those lives are not gone. They are still there. We pray, eternal rest grant to them, unto them, O Lord, may perpetual light shine upon them, and may the souls of faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Those in 
we have a communion of saints. There still is interaction between them and us. Mm -hmm. Those of you that are struggling to get into heaven, we pray for you. Those that have achieved heaven, pray for us because we still pray for each other. There still is a communion, uh, a conversation between the living and the dead as we strive to be one with the Lord, who is Jesus Christ, the head of the church. It's beautiful. All right, well, Deacon, thanks so much for being on with us. Uh, unfortunately, the, the time just flies so fast. We have to uh, head to our first break of the morning, but but thank you again. Thank um, you and actually, could could we get your uh, diaconate blessing, please? The Lord be with you all and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. The Almighty God bless you today and always and your loved ones, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All righty. Well, do you have your questions ready? Our Straight Talk call-in segment is coming up in just about uh, eight minutes or so. We'll have Monsignor Jeffrey Wald, pastor here at St. James Basilica, on. The number to call in beginning at 9.30 Central is 877-795-0122. You can also submit your questions on our Facebook Live feed as we're streaming via Facebook Live this morning. And also later on the show, St. John's Academy is building a brighter future here in Jamestown. Literally, we'll, we'll talk about what that means and why tomorrow, of all days, is such a big day for them. All this and much more as we return on Real Presence Live on the road from St. James Basilica here in Jamestown. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live on the road to come from St. James Basilica in Jamestown, North Dakota on the Real Presence Radio Network. There's also that, that bit of humility, too, which is, you know, never be afraid to say, you know, I really don't know. I need to go look that up and, and use and, and use the resources available to you. There's nothing that will probably turn people off more of just not being genuine about where you are. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, I, I wonder, you know, I'm a cradle Catholic and I, I often wonder with, with the formation, you know, how many... Catholics out there really have a really good solid formation and really being able to know and embrace their faith and that's the thing that I've enjoyed about Catholic Radio just kind of bringing me back and challenging me to embrace that as well as Real Presence Radio has been advertising for our Marriage Encounter weekends for free for so long and that's one of the reasons why we are committed to giving back to Real Presence Radio because they've done so much and they continue to do for us without asking for anything in return. And so um, it's a wonderful thing when we give from our, uh, from our sustenance. We, we give because we believe in it and good things will happen and, and God will certainly bless those. Hi, everyone. The Real Presence Radio Spring Live Drive Fundraiser is coming up May 8th through the 10th. Please plan to call in and pledge your support of your Catholic radio station. We'll be taking this family reunion all across the listening area throughout the three days from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have a blast, and we cannot do it without you. Please consider becoming an active member of this family of faith and hope if you're not already. It's the Spring Live Drive on the RPR Network, May 8th through the 10th. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Road, coming to you from St. James Basilica in Jamestown, North Dakota. If you're in the area, we invite you to stop by and visit and to enjoy a treat. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. 
Morning, ev- Good morning, everybody. Steve Sponskowski <laughs> coming to you live with Brandon Clark. Yes, sir. Jamestown, North Dakota. We're right outside, right outside St. James Basilica here and uh, just behind the church. And if you want to stop by and uh, greet Monsignor Wald and have a donut and some coffee, we're going to be here for the next hour and a half or so. So uh, we in- I invite you to come by and uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here with you and to share uh, your parking lot and the sun. Here, hold on. There you go. There it is on my head. It's cold out here. It's a little cold out here, but uh, that's okay. Um, so we'll offer it up for those uh, those folks that we just talked about in the cemetery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that and, a beautiful conversation? Steve? Yeah, yeah. It's you know I, I do love. I think cemeteries are like parks. So they're beautiful. They're so so nice to walk through, um, and I think that's a great uh, a way to uh, remember our loved ones and to have a beautiful place to visit them. Um, so, and, and I know, Brandon, you have a, an announcement you wanted to make. I do. Uh, so, Bonnie, the uh, parish secretary here, wanted to have me announce that St. James Basilica Youth Ministry is having a bake sale this weekend after all the masses, and the proceeds will go to the students attending Steubenville North in St. Paul this July. So, please come down and, and have a sample after all the masses uh, with the bake sale this weekend and, and help support those students attending wow. Steubenville North. Now, I, I've never personally been to that, but I've heard great things about uh, programs like that, Steve. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a, just a great opportunity for youth to come together, experience the joy of being Catholic, um, challenge one another. Um, and, of course, always the challenge as a youth coordinator is to try to, how do you take that energy from that trip and make it last the rest of the year? Yeah. Um, but that's a challenge for all of us. I think uh, we have experiences in prayer with the Lord, and then the next day it's we forget all about that. So I'm guilty of that, too. So why wouldn't our youth be guilty of that? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So it's just a challenge to, to keep that energy um, uh, going. So uh, just a great, I, th- I think really the Lord just wants us to make an effort, and we do the best we can, and he takes takes care of the rest. And I and, yeah. and kind of in this segment, I want to talk just a little bit and go back to uh, what we were just talking about. As many of you may know, on our, our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com, there's a spot where you can put in your prayer needs, and we get a lot of prayer requests. Um, matter of fact, there's seven pages of prayer requests um, on our website right now, and uh, those come directly to me. Um, and I want you to know that as I get those prayer requests, I read them as, as soon as I get them, and I say a prayer for each of you. Um, and I know you see the responses that we tell you that we're praying for you. We also put them on our website. But talking about praying for one another, um, I'd like to maybe just take a couple of minutes, if that's okay, to just pray for a couple of people, the needs, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, I think so often in life, um, what keeps us from the Lord, what keeps us from really the joy of life is the struggles in life. And those struggles become the focus of everything that we do instead of uh, maybe what the Lord is actually trying to use them to point us to. And so if we can yeah. pray for one another, um, there's a great joy in that. And so um, with joy, I mean, I'd like to, just a couple of intentions here So on our, from our website for Yolanda, who is suffering from chronic health issues. May she and her family be blessed with strength, healing, and peace during this time. Um, for Neil, Zach, and Leon, may they find the truth they seek and come back to the church and be blessed with strong and faithful families for adequate rain for this season as we're coming up, as we know, in the planting season and for an end to abortion. Also, another person says, For my friend Mike, may he be granted peace from any hurts and come back to the church. Many of our brothers and sisters are away from the church, and we want to pray for them. For Jerome, may his health improve and have a peaceful and fruitful spring as he works his farm. 
I know a lot of farmers are concerned about this spring. It's been, it's been a little cold, um, and there hasn't been a lot of rain yet. Um, so we want to pray that the Lord will continue to take care of our farming communities uh, mm-hmm. and, and watch over us. Also, uh, prayer intention here for my sister-in-law who is in labor. May she have a smooth delivery and a healthy baby. Uh, for Tom, who is struggling with his faith and desires more, may he be guided to truth and experience peace and joy through his searching. For Julie, who is a wife and mother of three children, may she find healing from her cancer and obtain the financial aid needed to continue treatment. And also for Destiny, who is in her late teens and has gone missing, may she return safely home. Many of the concerns of our family and friends who are out there, if we could just take a moment and maybe pray an Our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory Be for these intentions and all the other intentions, those who have asked you for your prayers, let's pray. Our Father, who Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. May the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I know we hear this we hear this, and may understand or not understand, but I do believe in my own life, when in struggles and difficulties, the Lord is always pointing to something greater. He's, he's, he allows these difficulties and struggles um, for us to find something greater that he's trying to prepare us for. So if, just, if, if you're struggling today, remember that it's not about the struggle. The struggle is actually um, kind of a little bit of a, an arrow pointing to something great that the Lord has in mind um, and that he's trying to guide you to um, and prepare you for, even if it is uh, you know, eternal life, which is the greatest gift. Um, so um, that, that helps me when I'm struggling. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, we just have a couple seconds here before straight talk, which is about to begin. <laughs> so let me give this out, and then I'll, I'll finish my thought here quick. Uh, number is 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. It's straight talk. It's your opportunity to call in for questions, to uh, ask whatever you want about the faith about things happening in the world around us with our guest this morning, Monsignor Jeffrey Wald, who's the pastor here at St. James Basilica in Jamestown. Uh, so call in, and if you're on Facebook, if you're watching via Facebook Live, certainly submit a question there. Our call screeners will be watching Facebook and on the phones as well. So 877-795-0122. I was just going to say, Steve, uh, that I, I really have taken into my heart this idea of, of gratitude and bringing joy. And, you know, no matter what happens, uh, especially the trials when they approach to just thank the Lord for them. And, and what I'm saying is, Lord, thank you for this struggle. I realize that it's for, for some sort of good. I may not understand it and it may hurt and it may cause pain, but thank you for this and allowing me to go through it. And then just trying to offer it back to the Lord to to his cross for for something and I've really found that that has been huge that with with being able to try and understand 
what I've been going through in my life, you know, married life or, or personal life, uh, no matter what struggle com- comes up, it really it brings a sense of purpose to to that. Absolutely. And we're sitting actually together right now with Monsignor Wald, and uh, we had a little supper with him last night. He let us park overnight in his parking lot, so we were able to stay here yes. and set up this morning. So, Monsignor, thank you for that. It's great to see you again. Good morning. Thank you. It's great to have you here. <laughs> it is a little cold out, folks. So what we need to do is we need you to call in so Monsignor can stay warm yes. with, you know, we'll warm his, his brain cells up so that it keeps <coughs> his whole body warm and he can answer all those questions. So we want you to call in at 877-795-0122. You can also uh, send your questions in via Facebook. Um, so go ahead and, and give us your questions. Monsignor, we're talking a little bit about suffering, about prayer. What are, what are the thoughts going through your head right now, other than I'm really cold, that <laughs> as we talk about this? Well, I was listening and, and hearing your comments about visiting the cemetery and stuff. And um, one of the things I always do when I go into a new parish is um, I like to walk through the cemetery and take some time, maybe even a couple of hours. You can learn a lot and um, gives you a perspective on the parish. You help to learn some names. You also see some of the tragedies and, and um, that have taken place in parish life that I think is sometimes important for a new pastor to get a, um, an idea of who the people are, obviously, and um, their past history and how far back. You know, you go into cemeteries and you're, you can see 100, 150 years ago, um, people were here and living the faith and so it's always a good perspective for me so yeah. absolutely apparently cemetery is a good topic of conversation because we do have our first caller this morning monsignor we have richard from dickinson who is on the phone richard are you with us yeah i'm with you excellent thanks for calling in you you have a story to share about uh your experience in the cemetery correct yes and what is that story you'd like to share well, I used to live in New York, and we used to, once in a while, my friend John and I would go to cemeteries, and we'd just pray, pray and use some holy water. One time we were in Woodlawn Cemetery, which is a cemetery that's like a mile square, and we were looking at the graves, and we were in a section that was in the 1870s, and we were just, I was praying to Rosie, well, he was taking holy water and just kind of put some holy water on each grave. And we were walking along, and all of a sudden he heard a voice say, Over here, John. And there was nobody around. It was just us two. Figure out which one needed the holy water. And then we, we just did holy water, and we just kept going, and, and we took off. To, but to this day, you can talk to John, and he'll, he'll tell you he heard what he heard. <laughs> it's wow. kind of interesting, you know. Yeah. Monsignor, have you have you ever had any experiences like that walking through a cemetery, or um, maybe talked to, to about how the Lord can can work through us if we're open to, you know, praying for certain souls? Well, I, I haven't had anybody holler at me at the cemetery. Usually, they're pretty agreeable out there, and <laughs> they don't attract too much attention. But um, I know yeah. here at the Basilica and St. John's Academy, one of the things that we do is the sixth, uh, sixth grade goes out to the cemetery <clears throat> around All Souls Day and makes a visit. And the kids really enjoy that. And it's kind of fun to, we have a little prayer service out there and I tell them to go ahead and run around, you know, and, and look at these graves and <clears throat> read the lives of some of these people. And 
And um, it always kind of brings a little bit of joy to my heart to see them kind of running around. I think all these souls must be so happy that there's uh, these young kids just full of life uh, running around and reading uh, their stones and learning a little bit. And they come back with tidbits of information when they find someone who's young who died or um, the oldest person that they found that passed away and, and so on and so forth. So those kinds of things you just learn a lot and it's a it's sometimes a great place to pray i think in many ways it's um it's always quiet and um it's a it's a beautiful remembrance and that's why we encourage people to have their loved ones buried in this in a cemetery that has been blessed and consecrated um it is a place where others visit and they pray and we always want to remember the faithful departed and uh to pray for them not only at the holy sacrifice of the mass but also just by visiting the cemetery and and remembering um the poor souls in purgatory so hmm. i always encourage that and it's a beautiful month to do it with memorial day coming up so yeah richard thanks so much for that call maybe you have a story about an experience in the in the cemetery where you were praying for a loved one or, or praying for those you didn't know in this life please call in and, and share that if you can 877-795-0122 877-795-0122 You can also submit your question on Facebook Live as we're streaming live here at St. James Basilica in Jamestown for for Straight Talk but also Real Presence Live on the road. Absolutely. You know, if, and Monsignor, I'm going to ask this question before anybody else does because I think this is actually very interesting when I mention it to people. So tell us what a basilica is. <laughs> <laughs> I told him not to ask that question again. <laughs> Well, Basilica, very simply, is a, a church that's been set aside by the Holy Father because of its beauty and or historical significance. In our case, we're a minor basilica. There are a number of them uh, in the world and in our nation, but um, there are the four major basilicas in Rome, but this is a minor basilica. And a basilica is just a, a place that has a unique um, union with the Holy Father and to... Um, it is a place that uh, has histor historical significance, obviously, in the Diocese of uh, Fargo and really North Dakota. This is the original sea city, was the Diocese of Jamestown. And so this is the original cathedral, if you will, or ca cathedral spot. And also because of its beauty as a church and uh, a place of worship. So Bishop Sullivan asked that it be designated a basilica, uh, I think, when they... Uh, celebrated the centennial of the diocese and uh, St. John Paul II gave that designation so it's a beautiful honor for us. There's a couple of feast days or solemnities that are important to a basilica, namely they're all in linked to the Pope and uh, to his authority. First of all the Saints Peter and Paul which I think is June 29th. Um, it's supposed to be celebrated with special solemnity. Also February 22nd was the chair of St. Peter and and then uh, the anniversary of the election of the present Pope, which is, in this case, um, March 19th, the solemnity of St. Joseph, spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So um, that's it in a nutshell. So Excellent. And, and one thing before we go to our next caller here that I didn't know, you mentioned the bishop, and I, I thought you were joking, but there's a bishop of the Basilica. Do you, do you know who that is? Yeah, there's. it's a titular see, which... Um, people priests smarter than me can explain all that but um, every bishop is assigned to a, 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 a geographical area whether it exists as a diocese presently or historically 
And so um, the Diocese of Jamestown was designated a titular see mm-hmm. um, a number of, uh, just not that long ago, a few years ago, the first bishop of the titular see of, of Jamestown was Bishop Zubik when he was the auxiliary in Pittsburgh, which he is now the bishop of. And then um, there was a, the next titular bishop was from Newark, New Jersey, so the Lord has called him home. And now the present uh, bishop of the titular see of Jamestown is the auxiliary in Dallas, um, Texas. Um, okay. I forget his name. but um, And we sent him in from information when he was ordained and given the, uh, the tit- title of titular bishop of Jamestown. Uh, but um, I'm sure he's a busy man because we didn't hear anything in response. But anyway, <laughs> they usually don't visit and there's really no connection. We're under the bishop of the diocese of Fargo. He has no authority here. It's just designated that um, every bishop is kind of assigned in the church and through the <laughs> history of the church um, to a geographical area. Some of them still exist. Some are um, past dioceses that no longer um, exist in the sense of um, jurisdiction. Sure. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is the number to call in and be on Straight Talk this morning with Monsignor Wald, the pastor here at St. James Basilica. You can also submit your question on Facebook Live. We do have our next caller this morning, Monsignor. It's Scott from Montpelier. Good morning, Scott. Hey, good morning. How are you this morning? How are you, Monsignor? Good. Hi, I'm doing great. I think I know who you are. <laughs> What's your question for Monsignor Scott? Well, I have a couple of young kids. The oldest one is, is two. And I'm wondering some things that I might be able to start introducing them to, pointing out maybe before Mass or during to help kind of keep his attention and, and uh, start to feel you know more a part of, of what's going on. Well, good. That's a good question. I would say, first of all, I'm edified the fact that you bring them to church. I think that's the first step. Bring them to church. Bring them to Mass. Don't be sitting them at home or or thinking they're too young to be there or they're maybe too much of a distraction um, to come to church. Always bring your children. I think it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful sign to other people in the community of um, life and growth, and which is important. And as far as um, helping them to get anything out of church you know, or Mass, I just think that... Um, you know, sometimes parents have told me sitting close to the front is helpful, um, keeps their attention. There's lots of things going on. There are lots of things to attract their little minds and, and eyes to. And so I think that's helpful. I think the, I think you just have to let the Holy Spirit talk, too. I think sometimes I notice parents, you know, trying to carry on these conversations or, you know, telling their little ones to pay attention, behave, sit down, you know, sit still, all this stuff. And sometimes I think it causes more commotion than help. And um, just let let them experience it and let the Holy Spirit do His work. And um, I think great things will happen. I'm just glad that you bring them. That's the first step. And that's a a, a wonderful example that any parent can um, hand on to their children. Just go to church and... um, it's not always about getting something out of it. It's about being present and worshiping with one another and supporting each other in, in prayer and, of course, receiving the sacraments when you're able. Scott, did that help? It does. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks for calling in. 
And you can call in and ask your question of Monsignor Wald at 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. This is Straight Talk on Real Presence Live. It's your opportunity to call in with questions, comments on the faith, anything you'd like to talk about. Maybe you want to try and stump Monsignor Wald. That wouldn't be too difficult. <laughs> Just ask my priest friends. Eight seven seven seven. The ones that aren't so much my friends. Zero one two two. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Monsina, I'd like to ask a question, and I don't think I've heard the answer to this question before. Even though I, used, I worked for you years ago and known you for many years, tell us your vocation. Oh my! A little bit. Give us a snippet of your vocation story. Well, I would just say my my vocation started very early in my youth, and so I would go back all the way to the second grade, probably even before that. And that really has its origins in my grandparents, who um, I think always encouraged me to think about it. They would always um, identify me as their priest when I was a little boy. And um, so they talked about it a lot, and they always encouraged it and uh, encouraged me to be thinking about this as I was growing up. But, of course, you know, you get caught up with life and, and work and stuff and on the farm, and I didn't think much of it. But every summer I would be, get visited by the seminary priest um, at that time, Cardinal Mintz Seminary, and also the vocation director. Every summer, gosh, for years, I think, you know, beginning in the sixth grade, every summer, they would come out and pay a visit and try to talk me into coming or encourage my parents to consider that. And of course, my parents were always open to it. They were. Um, my dad was a hard worker and um, hard-working farmer. May he rest in peace. And he um, he wasn't much for education or college. <laughs> um, his virtue thought he always thought virtue lies in work and. But if you went to the seminary, then that would be okay, mm. um, as far as college goes. So I did decide to go to the seminary before I entered the freshman, my freshman year of high school. I went to live in weekends, which was also at Cardinal Minch. And then I thought, this is what I should do. I should go to the seminary. And I had um, every intention of doing that. And then talking to a couple of friends from um, my hometown of Napoleon, greetings to all of those good people. And uh, they uh, said, you can't do that next year because we get our license. That's when the fun begins. So <laughs> you can't leave now. <laughs> so I thought, you know, that makes some sense. And um, so I didn't go in, in my uh, high school years. <clears throat> I went to college then at North Dakota State University. And um, uh, I was always active in the faith. I was just telling my youth group um, just a few days ago that I always went to church. I always practiced the faith. And I had a lot of fun in college. I was kind of a fun guy to hang around with back then. And um, so uh, it just always stuck there. And then once I went through four years, I was going to be an agriculture uh, education teacher. And um, Everything was going well, but I hadn't yet student taught. I just thought something was missing. I wasn't doing something that Jesus wanted me to do. And so I went out to the seminary. This is after four years. And uh, at that time, uh, Gross, uh, Valentine Gross was the rector. And, and so I talked with him. And uh, he said, well, do you want to be a priest? And I said, well, to be honest with you, I don't know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do, and then situations change, and I meet people, and then I think, oh, maybe not. So I'm not sure what I want, to be honest with you. And he says, well, let me ask a different question then. Does Jesus want you to be a priest? Hmm. And I said, yes. Hmm. I knew that for sure. That's, That's what 
Christ wanted. And then he just said, then you have to do it. If you know that that's what Jesus wants, that's what Christ is calling you to, and you don't have a doubt about that, then you have to do it. So that's what I did. I haven't looked back. I have a life of great peace and and um, um, joy in my vocation. So Awesome. Well, well thanks for sharing, Monsignor. Yeah, thanks for saying yes. Eight seven. I didn't have a choice, as Monsignor <laughs> said. <laughs> Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is the phone number to call in and ask a question to Monsignor Wald here at St. James Basilica, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You can also submit your questions and comments on Facebook as we're streaming on Facebook Live this morning. I do want to go through a couple of these. Uh, Marjorie says good morning to everybody, so good morning to you, Marjorie. Kirk uh, Ripplinger. You probably know him a little. I do. <laughs> he says Deacon Ken is a great friend and a great mentor. Uh, Nancy says great story, Deacon, from from when we when he shared his story in the first segment. Uh, Donna says blessings from Donna from Vermont with Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And Wonderful. Kate and Kate Therese says I'd like to more, more know more about the Basilica of St. James. Huh. I live in Aberdeen and I didn't know there was one closer than Minneapolis. So. Thanks so much for your comments, and you can continue to comment with your question below or call 877-795-0122 to submit your question on Straight Talk. We do have a listener question. They're not on the phone, but uh, I think it's an interesting one here, Monsignor. If a permanent deacon's wife dies, could they ever be ordained a priest? Yes, they can. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you want more of an answer? Yeah, a little bit, if you got a little more. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait a minute. Yes, they can be ordained a priest. That's right. But they um, cannot remarry. They okay. then um, take the promise or, or live out the promise of celibacy. But if <coughs> they certainly <coughs> can per- pursue ordination to the diaconate, I mean to the priesthood then. Um, and some have. In, I don't know if in our diocese if we have someone that comes to mind, but um, I know that um, others have. So, excellent. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is that call in number again. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We do have a, another caller on the line from the Jamestown area here. And it uh, looks like we're still getting it set up. So 877-795-0122 is the call-in number. You can also submit your questions on Facebook. I think we're ready to go now. I believe it's Eileen from Jamestown. Is that correct? Is it Eileen? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good morning. And what is your question for Monsignor Wald? Well, um, this is just something that's been on my mind for several years. I um, have been taught, I've been a Catholic all my life, been taught from childhood on, that happiness, that uh, heaven is a place of perfect peace and happiness because we're with God, and I, I firmly believe that my father and my grandmother are in heaven. Um, and what I was wondering is, my mother suffered a very, very serious um, stroke about six or seven years ago, which surprisingly she survived. But for the next five years, she had a very, very difficult, debilitating existence. And I, 
I, it just always bothered me. I thought, how can my father and my grandmother and all the people in heaven who loved my mother be happy watching her suffering like this? Hmm. Yeah, that's a powerful question. It's something that I think all of us in, in life in different ways, especially in reference to our loved ones, when we see them suffer and and have um, trials that we have um, we can't control or and, and seemingly can't help them in the sense other than praying with them and being present to them and giving them some tender loving care I think that the easy question or answer in from my perspective is um, you know does the suffering of our Lord on the cross is suffering death um, give us joy um, it can it, it certainly give us peace, and certainly it does, because without it, we would have no eternal life, no hope of being with God, no forgiveness of our sins. And so um, we unite our sufferings to the sufferings of our Lord. So I think in that sense, they can be a time of great hope and um, a, a time of great prayer. And, and I always call them precious moments. I, um, My own mother, who is... Uh, uh, resident at Ave Maria Nursing Home here in Jamestown. She suffered a stroke a number of years ago and it, it changed her in many ways and um, she still is able to communicate and talk and and um, has uh, you know a good mind and, and stuff but it, it changed a lot about what she loved to do and listen to and and um, her ability to get out and, and really be the person that she was before but you know I have to say that even in her struggles, she's just a great blessing. And I'm encouraged by her, um, her faith and her simplicity of life now, and even her reliance upon others. You know, we sometimes have to realize that when we s people suffer, yeah, but look at the people that care for them. I think that they're, I believe that people that care for my mom, their lives are changed because of her because of her example, her prayer, um, her interest in their lives, her uh, willingness to thank them and uh, be appreciative of uh, all that they do for her. And I just believe that even when the, more so even when it's really debilitating for the elderly, I think, you know, I just, uh, those are times, precious moments. Spend them with your parents, your loved ones. Be there for them. Talk to them. Um, pray with them. Let them know that you are walking with them in those times of struggle and suffering in their life. And I just think that in heaven there is great joy when people, you know, even on earth, um, not that the Lord desires suffering to take place, but it's as a result of sinfulness in the world, that uh, because of that suffering and united to the suffering of Christ, souls are being saved. People's lives are being transformed. People are coming to know Christ and to... Um, experience him more deeply in their lives whether that be family caregivers and the list goes on and on people that meet um, your parents and and such and so there's a lot of good there and I, that's what I would encourage families to focus on and to be thankful um, that person is still a person and it's it's still your mother or your father or your loved one be there for them and, and allow that experience to um, transform you and help you to grow in your relationship with our Lord. Eileen, thanks so much for that call this morning. We do have time for one more call. Monsignor Mike from Bemidji is on the line. Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning. And uh, you, you have a comment for uh, Monsignor, it looks like. Uh, yes, there was a, a gentleman that called in earlier about... Um, 
bringing his uh, young children to church. And uh, I have uh, four young children that uh, from 12 years old down to five years old, and we've been uh, bringing them to church since they were born. And what we found worked best was uh, we bring uh, uh, picture Bibles for them that they can just uh, you know stream through and look at pictures, and then also uh, a notepad that they can write on, and then. Um, we also, I mean, we just, the kids kids generally want to be like their parents, so they're always going to be watching you and seeing what you're doing. And uh, so if you can just lead by example that and ask questions, and and we that's what we found worked best. And our kids now, they're, I mean, they're really reverent. They don't, they don't talk out loud. They're just, they're listening. They're always listening, so... That's uh, that's a little advice that I had for that gentleman that called in earlier. Any well, thoughts good. on that? Let's see. Well, here. good, Mike. I just as pastor, it's always nice to when they bring things like that and a little bit of uh, stuff to keep the children busy or occupied. The only thing I would ask as pastor and practical, take it home with you too. So <laughs> don't leave it in the pews. So we always yeah, are, yeah, exactly. We're always gathering um, uh, materials. So, but that's fine. Great, great ideas and great um, uh, input on that. Thank you so much. Uh, my, all, right, all right, thank you. Yeah, and, and another thought, too, I know, so my wife and I have seven children, and I early on when our children were struggling trying to stay, keep them quiet during Mass for an hour, we talked about having giving them practice during the week, so that's when we started doing to Eucharistic adoration as a family. I mean, I know a lot of people think, oh, my gosh, bringing your children to uh, Eucharistic adoration, I mean, everybody's going to hate you. But we found it almost made an immediate uh, difference in having them teaching the children to sit quietly in front of the Blessed Sacrament um, throughout the week, and then we got to Sunday. Well, they had some practice. You know, you can't expect children to do things without practice. And so, uh, as a family, we still have a Eucharistic hour at the cathedral in Fargo. So, consider that too. I mean, have a, you just introducing your children to Eucharistic adoration is a, a great uh, practice. Yeah, and even if you don't have solemn adoration, just bringing them to church during the week and spending some quiet time as a family in prayer and coming to your local parish—that's a—that's a powerful example so that's a great idea Steve and um, something I would encourage um, and it allowed it opens your children up to the power and workings of our Lord and that's a great thing always excellent Mike thanks so much for that call we just have about a minute and a half left here Monsignor and so I guess I would just open it up to you is there anything uh, on your heart this morning that you'd like to share with our listeners or or anything that you've been thinking about that you think would be good to mention well, I just um, we're in the, the time where our farmers are busy out there and getting busy and wanting to be busy in the sense of planting. So I think always I encourage people to pray for them, pray for um, you know a good planting weather and their safety, and um, and Thanksgiving for their hard work and which um, feeds um, not only our own nation but the world. I I grew up on a farm and it's um, near and dear to my heart and so are those good people who work very very hard and are so dedicated and sometimes aren't always guaranteed uh, a bountiful harvest you know or uh, um, a pocket full of money at the end of the season hopefully they are and it helps us too as a parish so but um, they um, they do it because they love it I remember my my dad once saying, you know, people at funerals, you know, they get up at vigils. Oh, he loved farming. You know, he said, well, of course you love farming. I wouldn't have spent 30-some <laughs> years out there had I not. So they love what they do. And um, 
And I just, um, I'm always appreciative of their hard work and dedication. It's always an inspiration to me to be around them and to see their dedication and, and willingness to work really for others. Excellent. Thanks so much. Well, up next, it's a momentous day for St. John's Academy, and you're invited. We'll talk more about it as Principal Jeff Trumbauer joins us in Monsignor right after the break on Real Presence Live on the road from St. James Basilica in Jamestown, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. 